Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Welcome to Live Boldly with Sarah Schulten Kranz, a survivor, thriver, adventurer, and believer in all things possible. My mission is to guide others to live their life boldly, regardless of circumstances. I believe we all have the power to overcome and lead joy-filled, happy lives. Recorded from the trail or in my office, I share inspiring stories from everyday people because we all deserve to be heard. You will also hear from handpicked professionals ready to guide you beside me. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome to Live Boldly with Sarah Shelton Kranz. I am so happy to have all of you here today. What a November, my friends. I stood on a TED Talk stage not too long ago discussing forgiving. I then had an amazing lunch with my ex-husband, post that. You can watch that video on IGTV, in my Instagram post, or also on my Facebook page. Um, We are also going to be traveling into the Grand Canyon in just a couple of weeks to film Walk Through This, the documentary, 10 Women on a Journey of Self-Discovery, Healing, Growth, uh, and Transformation to be um, filmed and shared with all of you. I'm so honored and excited to be doing this film. It is something that has been uh, in my mind, heart, and soul for so long. And to be doing this work over Thanksgiving, exactly six years to the day that I found out about my own ex-husband, um, was just is just magical. So follow us along. Follow us uh, through walkthroughthis.com. You can also follow through my Instagram page, through my Facebook page, and reach out and share your thoughts with all of us. So... This next guest is a amazing human being. Imagine yourself, imagine yourself laying in the Grand Canyon, lying on the on the rocks and and doing breath work and somatic healing and meditating and allowing the breath uh, within you to actually go deep into those parts of your body that need also the healing and to somatically heal yourself, to somatically feel the emotions and to release. Jenna Reese is an amazing breathwork meditation um, coach, and I. she's also one of my co-leads. Um, she will actually be co-leading with me and Travis Barton in January um, for six days in the Grand Canyon. So if you are interested, we only have a couple of spots left. This woman is pure magic. She is so amazing at what she does. Um, I have taken her into the canyon with me uh, back, I believe it was in February of 2019, when we just got to experience the canyon with, unlike any other time I've ever experienced it, bringing breath work in and allowing ourselves to go deep within who we are for our own transformation and growth and healing and discovery. And I tell you, this woman is just She was dropped on a mountaintop at one time in her life, and that is also one of the key moments of how she became um, into doing this work that she does today. 
So I want you to please listen, grab your journal. She is going to talk about a lot of stuff that you guys, I had no idea what any of it was myself until I met her. My own experience through breath work has brought up some of the deepest healing that I didn't even know that I needed to have. So please grab your journal, grab your pen, grab your hot cup of tea, grab whatever it is that you need, sink into that spot where you are right now, or walk a trail and listen and just take notes on your phone. Uh, Enjoy this time with her. And again, if you, as you are listening, if this is something that sounds like you need, want, deserve, are ready for um, in your own life, I would like you to please reach out, DM me, and let's have a chat because, again, she will be doing the retreat with me and Travis Barton January 25th through the the 30th, I believe it is, or the 1st. I'm not even 100% sure. I got to look at my own calendar. (laughs) I have so many things going on right now, my friends. And um, reach out and let's get you on because, again, we only have a couple of spots left and it is going to be pure, pure magic down there with her. So with that, I would like you to introduce you to Jenna Reese the most amazing, just beautiful woman. I'm so excited for all of you to hear her today. Listeners, I am so excited to have Jenna Reese here. Um, we literally have been sitting in my in my office just sitting here chatting for the last two hours together. And I got to tell you, this woman is, you don't even have, I don't have words for you because I freaking love you so much. Um, Jenna is a breathwork and meditation. You you give what's your title? It's breathwork a, meditation coach. Yes, she gave herself that title, which yep. I freaking love. It's amazing. <laughs> and Jenna, actually, um, I have known you for a while. She does the meditations and the breath work when we go into the Grand Canyon. This woman is phenomenal. I went through my first breath work experience with you. And, you know, as every person that has been on their healing journey thinks, it's like, oh, I took care of that trauma or I took care of that or I took care of that. And then in my first breath work session with you, I had this big slap in the face. Mm. No, you didn't. (laughs) Because it was the most amazing experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I was in the park, you know, I lead the wellness program at Walk With Sally, and I had taken the Walk With Sally um, crew into the park, and you led us through the most amazing breathwork session where I I didn't have a clue what I was going to be going through. Um, And it was just so powerful and amazing. And right then I was like, oh, this girl's going to the canyon with me. (laughs) Like, I know good people and I know good, good coaches and like amazing gifts. And she is it. So she went into the canyon um, as a co-lead in this last year, right? Yeah. And um, wow, we did the most amazing breath work over the Colorado River um, underneath the this um, just, just this rock formation mm-hmm. that was so beautiful and it it was it's such a powerful experience for everybody mm-hmm. and um, I want to let you know as I've told you a million times over how incredible you are how incredible and we are so lucky and blessed and uh, grateful to have you to do this work because. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, I've watched it happen from the outside in, just watching you do your thing. And it's just, if, if you've never experienced breathwork before, um, 
please get yourself out there and try it because mm-hmm. with the right person, which you are the right person to be doing this, you are the right person to be doing this. So Thank you. with that, um, even though I used to say her name wrong over <laughs> and over, I would call her generized and she's like, Reese, <laughs> <laughs> Like, all right, it's really sorry. So <laughs> I'm not perfect. <laughs> so I want you to grab your um, your your journals, grab a pen. Like I've always said, take notes. We're going to talk somatic healing. We're going to talk breath work. We're going to talk um, different ways of healing. This is one of them that I would never have known about had I not just been open to different tools being put into my own tool chest. And, uh, and I want to talk to you about how you got plopped onto a mountaintop mm-hmm. and decided to start doing this. Isn't that everyone's story? <laughs> it's mine. I, as you know, it's mine. I, I talked about that in the Ted talk last week. I yeah. said, and I showed the visual. I, if you go to my Facebook page, you guys, that's that picture. My realization moment was standing on a cliff, looking out at the, the, the valley below and realizing, okay, that was my clarity moment and so many things. And so for me, yes, my clarity moment is always in nature and, mm-hmm you know, on a cliff or on a summit or something. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what nature, that's the gift of Mother Earth, and that's the gift of nature, so. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'll tell you, Sarah, first of all, thank you for having me here. You're welcome. I love, the, the love is mutual. As you know, the love is mutual. Um, I'll just say that, you know, the mountaintop is actually, it's interesting, the mountaintop isn't where the revelation happened, it's where I ended up. So mine was different in the sense that, I was in a place of my own healing journey in my own darkness. I was um, deeply hurt and wounded and going through uh, a lot of anger. For me, anger was, as for a, as happy of a person as I am, anger was used to be my primary emotion, actually. It was my wow. go-to emotion. And it was because I was so defensive. It was because I was holding so much in my body. I thought I always had to fight to prove something. I thought I always had to defend something. I thought that was... Um, the natural way that my emotions started to come through. And now in life, I, later, I was able to see that anger was the number one emotion because every other emotion that was beneath that wasn't actually having or given the space to move through me. Mm. So it was always just coming out as that, as anger, right? Um, and so for me, it really was, I was dealing with my own traumas, my own story and my own healing and therapy, talk therapy wasn't working anymore. <laughs> I love talk therapy. There is nothing wrong with it. It is so important. It is so valuable for so many people, but talking about my trauma and talking about my pain, um, was no longer supportive for my own healing journey. And so someone actually had taken me into a studio and they had said, you should try this class. It was a girlfriend of mine that said, I, I heard people cry in this class. Um, and truly little did I know what was going to happen for me because it sort of, it instantly, it, it cracked me wide open so that I was laughing and crying and unsure of what emotions were coming through. But all those emotions that had been stored in my body and coming through as anger were actually now given a proper forum and a space to move through me so that... I could step away from this experience and actually just be myself again until I wasn't and until I needed to go back through the process. But with that one experience that I had, I actually saw a vision of the rest of my life. Um, I was working in corporate America. I was in the marketing, creative advertising, and I saw, I actually haven't shared this very much, but I saw a map 
of the world. And I saw um, myself standing up teaching breathwork, meditation, Reiki and healing to in these different parts of the world. And I saw a full classrooms of people out in nature and I saw the entire experience. So this map was just really giving me this direction and this guidance. And then the next week was the drop off on the mountaintop. (laughs) Yeah, I dove in. (laughs) Wow. You and I work very much alike. Yeah, definitely. Because mine was literally somebody said, you should go do this. And I was like, oh, that would be really fun Mm -hmm. to bring nature therapy, nature coaching, all all things nature healing Mm -hmm. to those people that don't even know it exists. And so I was the same way. I was like, okay, sign up. Let's do fast pass or fast track for coaching and, and just get this going. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was, it really was this feeling of finally someone um, gave me the tools to access my own intuition, my own heart again. That's Mm -hmm. what it felt like. It felt like, oh, I've actually had these tools, my breath that can support me in feeling like myself again. Like, I didn't even know that was a possibility. Um, I mean, and, and truth be told, my now fiancé, then boyfriend at the time, would say to me, he actually said to me once, um, and it still hits a trigger, but he told me that uh, I went from zero to 100 really quickly, and it frightened him watching that happen. And when he st- stated that to me, I mean, that's not someone anyone wants to hear about right. from their partner. It's really what got me. I, I believe that's why I went to that class that first time. That's why I walked through the doors of and started to say yes to all of it was because I, kn- I didn't want to be that person. It didn't feel good to be me like that. And so if he, I'm, I'm being reflected, you know, the mirror standing on the other side of me is also telling me this doesn't feel good to be on the other side of this either. It was, all right, I better do something about this if I want to live my life again. Wow. Yeah. I know. It's incredible. It is. It really is. And I mean, you know, that was the that was the first mountaintop, and I went on a few mountaintops after that, as you know, as some of them. Um, and there's there's I have some wonderful teachers that have guided me through this process, and I could I would not could not be where I am without them. And yet I also love it because um, this work is really rooted in being your own healer. So it is about me continuing to step into myself, my own wounds, my own mirrors, my own reflection time and time again. And then that's really, as we know, I mean, that's what I teach because um, that seems to be the, the people that are then coming to me are the people that have gone through, right, just what it is that I've gone through and, and are searching for that unearthing within themselves. Okay, so I want to get back to the mountaintop, but I want to talk anger really quick. Sure. Because we dismiss anger an awful lot. Mm-hmm. And I just want to ask you, when I'm working with somebody or when I'm, you know, on a trail with them or mm-hmm. even even in their presence, I can pick up on people's anger mm-hmm. really, really fast to the point that I've been that person who have said, when I've said, you're, an angry, you're kind of angry and they've mm-hmm. said no. And I'm like, okay, let's just get to the root of it. You're actually rageful. Mm-hmm. And so I have a question for you. Sure. Um, Do you, number one, do you pick up on that? Mm. Do you pick up on people's anger at all? Mm. Because we suppress it, right? Like people are really good at suppressing, Mm. suppressing, suppressing, and not sharing that. Mm. Um, And then how does it, how does it reflect back to you? How do you, how do you feel it? Mm. Uh, Yes, I definitely pick up on people's anger, but I'd actually say even more than it is picking up on the anger. I also believe that anger 
is not the primary emotion. Right. So, right, we know that there's something beneath that. So if I know that there's something beneath that anger, I'm actually usually not feeling their anger as much as I'll feel the emotion that's beneath it. So usually it's sadness, right? Yeah. It's, there's sadness that's beneath the anger. That's what we're hiding. Pain. Right. Yeah. So I will oftentimes start to feel that person's pain or sadness. And that's really through just intuition, right? right? So I'll start to feel that. As soon as I start to feel that, I pretty quickly will will just, um, you know do something like close my eyes, check in with myself, put my hand over my heart, check in. Is this mine mm-hmm. or is this theirs? Mm-hmm. Okay. Once I'm really clear on that, on, oh, I, I'm understood this is not mine, this is theirs, it really depends on how they're showing up, right? If they are on one of my retreats or if they're on our, at the Grand Canyon with us, um, it depends on on where it is that they are and how willing I feel they are to understand that or to, to play with that. Right. 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 Because right. if they don't have that willingness, I mean, that's the, the biggest thing I tell clients. If they don't have the willingness, I can't, we can't do anything. Right. Right. They have and to I want, want you that. to hear that everybody. You have to be willing. Yeah. You absolutely a thousand percent have to be willing. Yeah. And that's what I mentioned last week. Um, when I, when I gave the Ted talk was, you know, for me, I noticed how the anger was just like toxicity. Mm -hmm. Like it was literally taking over my body Mm -hmm. to the point where I couldn't eat. I lost my appetite. I was being, I just word for word. I was short tempered with my children. I was isolated with my own emotions. Right. Mm -hmm. I was thinking that other people weren't going to like me. Like I started telling myself stories and it became the most, it was just so overwhelming and heavy just so freaking heavy. And yes, underneath all of that was the sadness, the pain, the loss, like all of that underneath this immense weight Mm -hmm. of just anger and rumination. And yeah, I had to get to that place too of standing on a rock and then going, yep, I don't want this anymore. Yeah. I need to work through this. And for me, it was a process of you know, seeing it for what it was and not calling it something different. Mm -hmm. And then also, um, spending a lot of time in nature and doing that and finding the right support group and the right, the right people to help me, uh, like really work through that. Yeah. The right people to go. And I love hearing you say that Pete, that last piece, the right people to really help you work through that. Because I think that that's so important, right? We talk about healing in general, there's so many ways to heal. There's so many tools to heal and you'll find the ones that work for you at the root of so much of that. It really is about allowing yourself to be supported, whether it's through paid coaches or teams or support, you know, people that guide the trail for you, mentors that way, friends, families, loved ones. It's having some of the right people really standing by you, mirroring that back for you. Look, your anger, you know, your anger is, is, Interesting, whatever way they need honesty and love. Yeah, always with honesty and love. Yeah, it's well, and that's why I'm so careful who I take with me to to work with me because, you know, I I value every person that shows up Mm -hmm. so deeply and every one of their emotions and who they are and what they're working through or even just not working through, right? Like maybe they just show up because they're like, I'm intrigued. This looks like it might be kind of cool. And maybe there is something that I, yeah, I don't know. Mm -hmm. We've had that happen. Absolutely. We've had that happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we had one during your breath work session where it was like, I've been working on this for 20 years and, and here it just like 
got taken care of. Yeah, actually, well, that's a really funny little story, so we should just share it. It was at the end of the canyon when I said, I really, my ankle hurt, all the things hurt. And I said, I need a glass of water. And she said, I'll go get you a glass of water. I was like, you climbed out of the canyon too. You don't have to do it. She was like, you helped me heal my childhood wound from 20 years. I'm going to get you a glass of water. (laughs) And I was like, great response. And I'll receive it. I love it. It's so beautiful. (laughs) I know. We've had a lot of really fun moments down there. Gosh, it was just incredible. And I do want to reiterate that, though. You have to find the right people Mm -hmm. and the right tools and be open to everything. That's why I created these, because there was nothing like this. There was nothing like, you know, I didn't even know about you, right? And I was just like, okay, keep it open. What else can we do down there? What Mm -hmm. else can we bring into nature healing? And who, I mean, who would have thought? Mm -hmm. So it's just amazing. Okay, I want to hear about your mountaintop. Yeah. about the mountaintop. Okay, so back to the mountaintop. So I won't, well, I cried my way all the way there. Um, I really did book a, I booked a, 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 it was a retreat, but you don't really know that you can call it a retreat because it's something you cry your way all the way through. So it's a healing retreat, we'll say. (laughs) Um, and I got dropped off on this mountaintop and found an incredible teacher and mentor for me that it was sort of the same way, you know, you, you and I found each other and it was just this person that, that fell into my line of sight, we'll say, and multiple people had mentioned him. Um, and I started studying with him and it was midnight and I really wasn't sure what was going to happen up there. I was, I really landed at midnight and it was, I drive, drove up this mountaintop. I was pretty, quite terrified, crying the whole way through so much anxiety. And then it was interesting. I'll never forget waking up the next morning and hearing voices up ahead and just really wanting to crawl under the covers and stay there. I didn't want to get up and go up and join anybody, um, in, what that really was, was I didn't want to go up and join and face myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can see that now way clearer. I didn't want to go. I knew what was about to happen. I was really going to face myself and that willingness that we talked about. That willingness is what drove me to walk up the stairs, to face the people that were talking this community of individuals that already knew each other. Really? Everyone was in this comfortable flow. And here was this person that didn't know a single soul that had signed up for this thing strangely the week before. Wow. Uh, And I mean, still to this day, I I look back and I can't tell you what happened on each of the individual days. I just know that that experience in and of itself is what showed me that we really act as mirrors for one another. Mm -hmm. And to allow, when I allow that person, when I allow others to act as the mirrors, is when I become the biggest student is when I learn the most as a student and then and I learn the most as the student is when I step into the most right is when I step into a bigger yeah. role as a teacher and so I really in that couple weeks I was there I really started to see that role the reciprocal roles of being the student and the teacher um, without even really knowing I mean I didn't sign up to be a teacher I signed up because I needed it right and isn't that how most of us get started? Totally. But where was the, this? New Mexico. It was a New Mexico Jeez. mountaintop. Yeah, had never been to New Mexico before. And now I, I mean, I'm so grateful. I'm I'm writing a book, as you know, Sarah. But I'm in my book. I just what wrote this passage of wow. I've returned to this mountaintop time and time again over the last mm-hmm. six years, uh, and it continues to heal parts of me I didn't know. It, him, my teacher, my community. 
uh, the as soon as I touch the ground there, as soon as I land there, I can feel it in my body when it's starting to upheaval. Sometimes before I even land, right? I mean, it's just as soon as I say yes to that experience, I know is when things are starting to move for me. So I stay checked in. I stay checked into the community, to the experience. I need it for my reset and my recheck at least once a year. And I'll, I'll probably as long as I can see, I'll be going back. I do that same thing. Right? Totally. You have to. Yeah. You, I, I go, I have a coach, I've yeah. got a professional coach and I go to on my own retreats and do my own healing. And as everybody knows I take off for one week a year, mm-hmm. turn my phone off and I go like backpack in the middle of somewhere. I maybe do, I do a lot of stuff actually for myself well, because yeah. I need to, like, I just know myself and I know my self care. And I know mm-hmm. that in order for me to, to be doing this work and taking care of my kids, it's a necessity. Right. That's how you know how you can hold space for everyone around you is by continuing to show up for yourself. I did have someone, you know, I do kind of feel like we live in this interesting world of certification obsessions, which I absolutely know and believe that certifications study mastery has a powerful place in our world. But it is also interesting how we can often lean on just the, this certification, this piece of paper to prove some mm-hmm. element of self-worth or self-value. And yet I've realized that, it, like, I got that certification five, four years ago, five years ago. I, I, I don't just know more now. It's like it feels like the certification is now. I, I'm, I actually laugh. And I'm like, I thought I received a certification then. Like, this right. is what, right? It's totally. because you keep going back. You yes. keep unearthing these things for yourself. Yes. I mean, it's this powerful thing that you kind of keep de-layering. Well, and it's right? fun. Yes. Like, it's so much fun. Yeah. It's so much fun to do this work. You feel on myself. Good. Like, it just feels so much better. Yeah. It's like, oh, there's another thing. We're mirrors to each other all the time. Yeah. I am constantly calling you. Or we're having, these, like, these little text messages or just, like, smackdowns on, like, just everything, right? Totally. All the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's... I find it to be crucial. Like, it's totally crucial. It's <laughs> crucial for me. Thank you for finishing. It my feels sentence. crucial. Yeah, I hope, I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> totally, it is. Yeah, it is because we do hold mirrors. Yeah, and we can't. We're not meant to do this alone. Like, no, that no. is right. And we're solopreneurs and we're coaches. And I mean, I made up my title, but like, I love it, your title. It's it's we're 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 doing our this work but we're meant to be doing it together and that that those text messages those smackdowns those asking for support those see me listen hear me out whatever it may be um baton passing right of healing is how we're able to keep showing up for our own experiences well and here's the flip side of it too i I wanted to talk to you about this Mm -hmm. at some point anyhow so it's interesting how many people think that when you do something it's a one and done um, like people who think, well, I forgave, I'm done. Right. <laughs> I don't ever right. have to revisit that again. I'm like, oh, just wait. Yes. It's, it, there's a mm. constant, uh, there's a constant revisit mm-hmm. when you are, when you are, um, really working in your life to better your life or to like, to really dive deep into it mm. and to, um, heal or to process or to whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You don't ever, it's, it's this whole thought of like, well, I'm just going to forget, or I'm mm-hmm. just going to get over it, or I'm just going to throw it under the rug. No. Cause when you do that, it just gets bigger. Right. And we all know that. Right. Well, I should say many of us know that. Right. Because many of us have tried to do that right. and it oh, doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, it's easier it's sometimes easier. to just try to sweep it under until sweep it gets bigger. And you're like, whoa, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Yes. I'm going to like take all that on. Yeah. Um, 
and it's a practice. It's a daily yeah. practice. It's, it's for me, it, it, I mean, I did it this morning with my ex-husband. It was this, and we talked about it through text message and I'm like, I'm working on this every single day mm-hmm. to get to a better place with you and ultimately the children. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, my kids and I are great, but it, but ultimately we can all always better the relationships of in course, our lives. And so for me, it's this, it's this daily practice of, of really wanting to um, to become the best person I can. Absolutely. And and uh, it's interesting, though, how many people just like, oh, my God, this is so much work. Yeah. Yeah, but let's change the perspective on it. It's really fun to go there and to see it for what it is and to be able to, to you know, to, to really, like, live this joy-filled life because mm-hmm. you've done it. Mm-hmm. Free yourself. Free yourself, totally. Right? Absolutely free yourself. That's And, and when you feel an experience the feeling of freedom oh, of that liberation so good. right and so you, in a way I also feel like once you've experienced that you actually do realize oh uh, you, that I feel like that's where it starts to settle in at least mm-hmm. that it's it's a not a one and done that it's oh this is a forever journey that I'm on it's it's just right I always tell my clients it's like layering of an onion it's mm-hmm. like you're just gonna keep peeling back the layers and yes you've healed one piece maybe until you haven't, until it shows back up again. I mean, I had a, a trigger, a trauma, um, a wound of mine be re-hit by my fiancé like two nights ago. And I had to sit there and like in total in that moment, you know, of of heightened energy, let's call it an argument. I'm sitting there and actually had to put my hand over my heart and remind myself, this is why I meditate come back to my center, come back to my body. This is hitting your trigger. This is why you feel so heightened. Take a beat. Right. And because that, that is why it's not one and done. That was an old, that was old. It was such an old one. I didn't even know it was still there anymore. And there it was again. And I just, I really, I feel like that's, I mean, for me, I say it's the reason why I meditate or why I do breath work still often. It's still an active practice for me. I'll never be done with it. Yeah. Because it still works for me to support me in coming back to my own self and to my own um, understanding of what's my energy, what's really mine, and what's this, like, past healing wounds. What are the layers of the onion that are, like, really old and they're dead? And it's really time to just let them be, yeah, right? Totally. But it is funny. I mean, I have clients. Um, I have a client I've been working with for three years. And she came in three years of every week for three years. And, you know, we take some off here and there. Yeah. But she came in the other week and she said, I really thought this one was done. And I started laughing and then she started laughing. And then it was like, oh, I love this so much. And we laid down to breathe. And when she sat up, she was like, I really, I just, I wanted that. I don't feel better. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to heal all of your childhood wounds in a couple sessions? She started, la- we started laughing again. We're like, right? Like, it's just, I mean, it's the part of the process is we're like, girlfriend, let's have some fun while we do this because sometimes the layer, de-layering of the onion is heavy and a lot and it's okay, but we can also laugh our way a little through that. Oh, well, you know me. I'm, I'm constantly laughing. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite thing about you. <laughs> I laugh all the time. It's like, even when I'm crying, I'm like... Yeah. I went on top of this mountain this summer, and I walked up to the top, and my niece dragged my butt up there. She's like, that, we're going to go up that. And I'm like, well, I don't want to, <laughs> but okay, because there wasn't a trail, and it was like rock climbing, and I'm like, all I kept thinking was, if I, if I do something to myself, you know, mm. I wasn't worried about it at all. Sure. I was just tired, quite frankly. My, sure. butt, my butt hurt. I was like, we just, like. That's a first audience. I don't know if anyone's <laughs> ever heard Sarah be tired. <laughs> I was freaking exhausted. <laughs> I, at 
one point I was walking up and I ran into this group of people and they were like, ooh, you don't look too good. I was like, my ass hurts so bad. You were probably still laughing your way through it. I was. I was crying and laughing and I'm like, it just hurts. I didn't know that this would hurt. (laughs) So anyhow, so we get to the top of this summit. Vogelskang Peak. It's amazing. Um, I would recommend it if you, well, if you're up for it. It's it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty hard. We got up there and I just started crying. Mm. I, there's a picture in my, in my social media about it. And I, and I just started bawling mm. and I was, and it wasn't because my butt hurt. It literally was because it was that gorgeous. Mm. It was like, I cannot believe I'm standing on top of this peak and I'm looking around and seeing everything for what it is. Mm. And that's the point. Like, that's the point. Totally. Right? And it was like, here's what was, okay, metaphorically on this whole thing. Two nights prior to that, we were st- sitting on top of Clouds Rest. We could see Clouds Rest. From Clouds Rest, you can see Half Dome. I could see Half Dome. I could see Clouds Rest, where we were two nights prior to. I could see where we were camping, where we actually laid underneath the stars the day before, the day, the, yeah, two nights before that. The day before that, I could see where we had, you know, laid next to this waterfall and we're underneath the stars. Everywhere you turned, it was like, oh my gosh, I'm seeing something from where I was. Mm. Right. And mm-hmm. that's like so metaphorical of life, too. Yeah. And I'm still crying. Yeah. And I was like standing on top of this peak and I'm bawling my eyes out. And I'm just like, life is so freaking raw and amazing. Mm-hmm. And so just it's magic. Mm-hmm. It's so freaking magic mm-hmm. because you're constantly on this trail and you're constantly guided to a new place. But then you can still see where you were. Totally. And you can feel where you are. Yeah. And you can see where you're going. And it's just like, dude, this is amazing. This is what it's about. This is what it's about. Yeah. That's why you return to it time and time again. Totally. Right? It's like, yes, it's he- awe. Yeah. And I, and I also, like you said, you know, why do we continue to heal? Like, it's not one, it, it's not one and done. Like, it, we have we have to. We continue to heal because we have to. I, I really, I think it's the reason you just said it's because it's raw and it's real. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to, I personally want to live in the raw and the real. Like that is, that is what I choose to do. I choose to live in this place of my heart. I choose to live in this space of, uh, love. I choose to continue choosing love Mm -hmm. time and time and time again. Me too. Right. And that real and that raw, that path that you just went on, on that hike. I mean, that is the physical explanation of what's happening emotionally. You just keep getting ripped apart. You may, you get torn down. You maybe feel like you got kicked down, but you know, Brene Brown always says, I want to be in the arena. I'll take feedback from other people in the arena with me. I choose to be in the arena. Totally. Right. Totally. And I, I feel the same way. It's like, I am choose the real and the raw. And for me, that's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. It looks like that looking at the messy past of where we've come from, knowing that there's still more that I could do, that there will be messier in the future, and we're all going to continue on anyway. That's yeah. why I continue to heal. That's why I continue to do breath work. That's why, right? Totally. It's like you, that's why you continue working with the tools that you Yeah, have. yeah. And it's, for me, it's also, it's so deeply about connection. Yeah. It's connection to self, connection to others, connection to, you know, for me, it's nature. I yeah. freaking love nature. I love, I love just looking out and being like, wow, this was created Mm -hmm. for us to explore. And I mean, John Muir, like, oh, my, I was just thinking of John Muir. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, that's where we get back to simplicity and what living in life is about. And um, I, well, I should say life, and Mm -hmm. then there's living. Mm -hmm. And so let's flip that, right? Mm -hmm. What life and then living is really about, because 
that's where we, it's not just about, you know, attention from others or attention from earth or attention from different things. It's connection. Mm -hmm. And that's that deep intimacy of self Mm -hmm. and deep intimacy of like my own self-worth, my own self-love, who I am, who I want to be, who I want to be as a mom, as a, as a partner, as a, you know, all the things. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's just, it's just like as a woman and in, in in the work that I do. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's and showing up in the world, right? Showing up in the world. Yeah. I mean, I I also think about that too. Like I had that big aha moment. I end up on the mountaintop. I know that um, this is where I'm. This is the work I'm meant to be doing in the world. Like this is my purpose. I still feel that way today. Today, my purpose on this planet is to do exactly what it is that I'm doing. And if I want to continue living my purpose, then I need to continue showing up for my own healing because that's the reversal. It's you're, you're a student of life. You're a teacher. You're a student. You're, it's that constant revolving door that's that, right? If I want to keep living my purpose, I better keep be open to healing myself and to being on my own healing journey that's and to awesome. living in the real and raw. So can I ask you, sure. I'm going to ask you kind of a personal question that I didn't even ask if I could ask you this, okay. but I'm going to ask you this because okay. this is the way it is. Sure. Uh, what has been one of the more difficult traumas that you've had to heal from? Mm. And you, you're free to say, mm. I don't want to say, I'm just curious, like what, um, you know, mm. having been a, a survivor mm. of things, mm-hmm. of multiple things, I'm, I'm curious. I'll speak about it like this. Betrayal, mm. which I know you know about. Yes. Betrayal started to show up in my life at a, when I was 15, 16 years old in a way I didn't understand. And then these lessons started to happen over time, mm-hmm. all connected through the thread of betrayal. Mm. And I didn't see that connection until the big one exploded in my life and that big betrayal moment that happened really is what cracked i mean it's what cracked me open to real to, to support me in making not just a career move but seeing that therapy wasn't what talk therapy wasn't working for me finding other healing modalities seeing that there was a lot of us that were out there that were not uh, being supported the way that I knew I needed support right. um, during that that big explosion of betrayal. And then that thread went all the way back. And when I looked at it, I really was able to see that that's been the biggest universal lesson for me that I'm still working with today to not repeat anymore because I, I'm getting married next year and I want to create, you know, create this, a successful, loving, beautiful partnership. And for both of us, I, I want to know for both of us that we can lean in one another and not repeat this pattern of betrayal. And so betrayal for me has been the hardest, most painful um, trauma to heal from and through. And it's shown up in so many ways, yet I also believe that because I see it and because I know it now and because I'm healing through it and because time and time again, I'm choosing to trust, mm-hmm. to forgive and to love that I am going to heal this. I am going to heal this and I'm not going to continue to repeat the pattern. So, right, it's it's like you heal something and just because whenever that one is healed, I do think you can break patterns. Absolutely. I do think that that is a piece of healing that can be done. It's just a matter of what other piece then falls out of that. 
Yeah. Uh, right. What other branch comes from there? I'd say that's been the big. That's been the biggest one. And I know that was very nonspecific, but that's the way to wrap. No, them all that's up. beautiful. It's it's no. I I'm I get it. I fully I fully hear you. I mean, I with me. I've had to do that hard look and and take responsibility for certain things in my life too where oh I get how it landed here mm-hmm. and it's because I didn't take care of this mm-hmm. at the age of 17 mm-hmm. or I didn't see this at the age of you know 20 or mm-hmm. whatever it was and and also being able to see it for what it is so that I don't repeat that totally. again and I'll tell you it's hard sometimes oh my God, yeah. it's hard sometimes mm-hmm. so for those of you out there where you where it's really hard not to yeah. fall back into those patterns uh trust me hand up I have that same problem sometimes oh my god yeah right yeah. it's like because that's what we're that's what we're accustomed to yeah for us for many of us that's what's safe because mm-hmm. that's what we had done for so long yeah. and so having to step back and say actually that's not safety yeah that's not safety. That's not the definition of safety, mm-hmm. Sarah. That don't do that. Don't do that. And actually having to pull back and go, whoa, drop it yeah. hard because you're right. This I'm back where I'm back where it's not safe. Yeah. And and having to see it for what it is. My thread is very clear too. Yeah. And thank you for that because yeah. I think that for many of us, um, and if you if if listeners, if you don't do this, journal it out. Journal it out. Start 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 that map and look back that timeline yeah. from when did this start? Yeah. What age? Where was the first time that I remember? When did I feel this way? Exactly. Where I'm feeling today? When did I feel this way back when I was a child? And and actually going back there and even healing that inner child of from whatever it was that has now been brought up with us as an adult today. I mean, no. I will I will share that I had. Um, so many of my aha moments had happened have happened with my partner. We had actually been uh, together only three months when one of my big traumas, uh, one of the biggest betrayals, really hit me over the head, and um, I was yelling at him. It was had nothing to do with him, but I was yelling at him because I was angry, and my go-to mm. emotion was anger. How and he said to me, "Oh, make me cry." <laughs> he said to me, um, "Jenna, I know you're not mad at me." But I'm going to sit here and listen to you anyway, because I know that you need to get some of this out. And it was so interesting to me because I look back now and I didn't see it at the time. It was too spinning in my in my own stuff. (laughs) But I look back and that that was one of those moments that I actually could see the universe was handing me this opportunity to break my fear of continuing betrayal. Right. I mean, I could have taken that down a really negative path if I let that anger continue to be out taken at him who it wasn't right. even about. Um, but instead I heard him and I didn't do anything necessarily other than I stopped yelling at him because it wasn't him. I realized when he said that I stopped yelling at him. I checked myself. I started getting my own help and support and it just, it showed looking back. I really feel that you can, when you do trace that line that you can see even the moments where the universe gives you the opportunities to, change that behavior and change that pattern so that so that you can feel free so that you can feel like yourself feel good again whatever that looks like or means to you um and I I see that I'm like that was not necessarily one of the betrayal moments but it was on my timeline because I needed that to happen in order to halt me so quickly in my steps yeah um to see that there was another way that I could change wow yeah, it's um, and it's not always easy to be that person on the other end. Either. Oh, 
to be God him. loves him. <laughs> <laughs> I know because I do that a lot too. Yeah, for people, you know. And yeah, and um, and uh, that's interesting though because I used to be able to go from zero to one hundred hmm. very quickly. Well, and then it's funny Ooh. too, right? Because once you start to see that within yourself, you're like, I don't, like I don't really like this. I don't like that person. Yeah. I don't like that part of Sarah. Yeah. It's not fun. And and I I fun. think that's why now I love so many of the group healing experiences oh, yeah. because they show so much more for me. I mean, we did the Grand Canyon. I have a women's group that I run called Wild Hearts and I do retreats group with groups with it and we do like weekly it's kind of it's a different type of program in different ways over the year. But one of the th- reasons why I love so much those gatherings are because when we get together for 4 days or we're on our calls once a week, you're able to see that mirror in a way that maybe you don't have that person in your life showing up that way like if Jay hadn't been there how would I have learned that lesson I'm not sure I would have learned it another way but if you don't have those mirrors in your immediate network that you can find the community of people like I love that I can these women will come together for wild hearts and that they can act as that mirror to unearth and to heal that thing that they didn't know they were doing that they didn't like about her. Right. Right? And we see it happen in the Grand Canyon, Not too. all the time. Yeah. You're just so raw. It's so awesome. Yeah. It's, it's just so awesome. Yeah. I see it for myself. You know? I mean, I when I was with you, I saw there were different times where I was like, whoa, what is mm-hmm. this? Mm-hmm. When I'm when I'm with Brittany, it's the same way. Mm-hmm. And Brittany and I always laugh about it. I'm like, oh gosh, I'm doing this right now, aren't I? Okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm working on this. I'm working on this. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's really it's and it's yeah, it's so intense and it's yeah. so cool at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. You have an incredible man in your life, by the way. Right. I just want to let you know that. Thank like you. you don't know that. Give me a break. <laughs> but I just like I did choose to marry him. <laughs> he is an incredible, incredible human being. Yeah. And uh, just a little reminder to all of us that mm-hmm. we all um, can be partners like that to oh, others. My. If it's to our kids, if it's to our, yes. if it's to whoever it your is. Your best friend. Your best friend. I know this weekend, my best friends, my two best yeah. friends, um, Andrea and Stephanie, I've been friends with Andrea since, well, goodness, I'm 46, so we're for 44 years. Mm-hmm. We've been friends for best friends for 44 years. And Steph and I have been best friends since high school which has been also a very long time. (laughs) (laughs) And we were doing this. We Mm. were, like, doing some serious mirrors up, right? Oh, yeah, this past weekend? This past weekend. Yeah. And it was, they they all left here, and they were like, I'm exhausted, (laughs) but in a really good way. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Like, every time we come together, it's like, like, mass, you know, just pulling apart, unearthing, Mm. and, and then we do journal prompts, and then we, you know, we keep in touch via text, and it's like, just we, it just keeps going. So it's so important. cool. We need to have these people in our life. Yeah. It's so cool. Well, be, that goes back to what we kind of mentioned about like not being in this alone. I mean, we're not in this alone. It's just that we kind of have these illusions that we are mm-hmm. that we're in this life, and that social media, you know, shows us maybe other people's lives are better than ours, or whatever your thing is, whatever it is that you're connected to. But when we really just pick up the phone or touch base on, hey, I like this journal entry. I have a couple friends that would maybe like this. Yeah. You start to see like how many heart people they're really, I call these people my heart people. I'm like, you're my heart, pe- you're my heart person. It's so good to be regathered and connected with my heart people yeah. because I know what that's going to feel like for me and how fulfilled I am as well as, by the way, it's not always diamonds and, and rainbows. It's sometimes really hard, but yeah. how good does it feel to have someone holding your hand when it is that hard? It's amazing. Right? It's amazing. I could never be here if it wasn't for them. Yeah. I, I truly, I truly, like, I would not, I know the people in my life 
and they are rock stars. Yeah. Like they are just they're they're my two. Yeah. Thank God that yeah. I have them. And thank God and and that you guys as every as listeners like if you have a hard time finding that, I also think it's so interesting because I've been getting that question. Like, oh, where do you find these people that are your rocks? And and come come with us. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I really, I that's where your peeps, that's where you'll find your peeps. Honestly. You, honestly. Like, honestly. sign up for the things that sound good, that, yeah. that call you, that <laughs> listen to these people that, right, like, follow them, go to their social media, go to their, follow them, connect with them. Like, there's a human on the other side of all of these experiences that, really has just created or wants to create or has, you know, in the middle of creating something magnificent that is about connecting people like this. thousand percent. The heart people. thousand percent. Yeah. thousand percent. Okay, so I wanted to discuss somatic healing with you. So tell us about breath work. Like, Mm -hmm. so so let me tell you guys, the first time that I did this, I was, like I said, I was laying in a park, and what I didn't realize that was my son was going to be walking by. (laughs) So, so good so good so good uh and then afterwards he was like what were you guys doing <laughs> you're like, like just laying down just, breathing in the park just is that down. what you do yeah that, that, don't we all do that <laughs> uh so to give you kind of the the i'm gonna give you like the the visual of it um when we do these in the canyon or we do them we've done it in the park we've mm-hmm. done it in the mountains mm-hmm. um you're literally laying on the ground yeah. which is so perfect in itself because you are directly like grounded with the earth and then this amazing woman jenna takes us through this incredible experience Mm -hmm. uh, with music Mm -hmm. which is beautiful thank you and you're 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 breathing in a way like i'm just speaking for myself here Mm -hmm. um you're breathing in a way that for me my experience is it literally pulls all of the 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 things like mm-hmm. from our cells, right? Mm-hmm. Like we know that trauma sits in cells, yeah. and it pulls it out, and then you're you just like go through this experience yeah. through what is something that is so natural. Because by the way, all you people are doing it right now too, mm-hmm. breathing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you didn't know, you're breathing, <laughs> and you're doing it in a way though that it's like that's your tool. Yeah, that's your freaking tool. Yeah, who would have thought? Yeah. Well, and it's no different than when I take people into nature and they're like, I had no idea that you could do this. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, I know. And, and it's accessed. We're, it's, we can access it all the time. Yeah. Right. Just like we can breathe or we can access our breathing all the time. Yeah. So it's a tool. Yeah. And it's so rad. So will you please take it from here? Because sure. I'm just like, I'm blown away by this. I, I feel the same way, too. I mean, it's an ancient technique. It's an India yogic technique, pranayama breathwork. And pranayama breathwork is a two-step breathing technique. Um, it's aimed at moving energy in the body. So it's aimed at um, allowing you to access, it's actually exactly what you said, what you felt, access the experiences, traumas, um, pain, and maybe it's not even a specific situation, just the energy that you hold in your body and letting that uh, get up and move through you so that it can be released. Um, it's interesting because as we know, I mean, I think I can't think this is my teacher who says the issues live in your in the tissues. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. Your issues live in your yeah. tissues. <laughs> I love that. Because it's, so uh, it's true. Dave says, yeah. So true. And so we were laughing about it because it's right, these things that live in your body that maybe you consciously know, but you also don't always it's always sometimes in the in the subconscious as well. It, mm-hmm. it lives on both planes. And so you can lie down and have no emotional reaction and no emotional. Um, response and, and sit up and 
you know, if you want to explain how you feel and the way you explain is maybe I, I feel good. I feel better. I feel relaxed. Um, I'd say that those are some of the like more calmer responses that I'll have from people. And that is absolutely possible and a beautiful experience. You still moved energy in the body. Energy lives. You are made of energy. So naturally, by breathing this way, you're going to open up some of that energy and let that move through you no matter what um, else happens. And then you have the uh, really the other end of the spectrum are really big responses, right? Are really big um, healing moments or traumas that people will have, you know, recollections or images of past lives or experiences that have happened to you in this life that you thought you healed but then came back up or maybe you have healed it and it led you in a new direction the entire experience is an individualized experience Mm -hmm. so there is no way for me to say what will happen for people it really is just to say that it is a healing experience that will give you each individual what it is that you need which is almost never always aligned with what you want right (laughs) Oh, like, well, that's life. Yeah, it's life. And tis life. <laughs> yes. life. I mean, it is. like, and But it's funny because I do have people that will come in and they're like, but I wanted to cry, Jenna. And then they'll come in and be like, but I didn't want to cry. And, I and you're just, well, your body's going to give you what you and need. You, and you know what? Can we just say that one more time? Yeah. Your body is going to give you what you need. Yeah. And it's about listening to where that, where it lies. Yeah. So if you're even stay with the client that I had before this, I was like, where is this touching you in your body right now? Where is this coming up? Mm-hmm. Is it in your like and you know, and it's so interesting because mm-hmm. right where she said, I was like, yeah, that's what that's what I was getting as well. Mm-hmm. Um because we store that. We store right? it. We yeah. store those emotions, those experiences. And sometimes it's to get by. Sometimes it's something you learn to do as a defense mechanism or a protective mechanism and, and it served you at one point and it's no longer serving you now. It's just that there's that there's that um distinction that I I feel this practice and this work can help you make which is oh this is no longer serving me mm-hmm. and now I can let right so that once you have that awareness that it's no longer serving you you're able to really just be yourself I mean I call it releasing your wild heart that's why I created that program was because to me I, I want to live wild heart I want I want to live my life from a place of wild heart well when when you when I breathe or when you breathe, you can get into some of those things that stop you from living as authentically you, whatever that is that that means. So I'm going to go deep for one second, okay. but definitely, um, and I'm sure many of you can out there can relate to this, but having uh, been a, or being a mm-hmm. sexual assault survivor, um, somebody that's experienced rape, mm-hmm. it's, it is, what's the first thing that you do? You close it off. Right. You just like, it's just, you just close it off. You just, okay, it's not, I, I'm good. Like, I'm just good. Sure. Right. And I lived that way for so many years. Yeah. And I also know that that looking back, that's part of my threat mm-hmm. and how I ended up into a relationship that I did in, in, in what happened, mm-hmm. because I also trusted this man so deeply and I wanted to trust him so deeply because of what had happened, you know, at 17. Mm-hmm. And so I chose many, many times. Mm-hmm. It was, some of it was a subconscious choice. And this is where I take some responsibility for this to, to, even though my gut reaction and everything within me mm-hmm. was listen to you, Sarah, listen to you, listen to you, listen, you know, you know, you know, it's there. And I would listen to him. And I listened to him because 
I wanted so deeply yeah. to trust him. Yeah. So deeply. I just didn't want to fit. And I knew, I believe subconsciously, that I didn't want to also have to face that pain again from sure. when I was 17. It was, I, I'm done, right? Yeah. Close it off. I'm done. Close that door. Don't need to. Mm-hmm. And so that's been a very... Now, I'm going to start to cry. That's been one of the big things for me. And as you know, in one of the sessions I had with you, um, was was looking at that and saying, you know what, girlfriend, you still got a little bit there that you got to work on. Mm. And in order for me to step into that next relationship in my life, which I'm now finally ready for, mm-hmm. um, I, I know, like, I've done so much of the work around that. Yeah. And so much of it also lies with it, intimacy, connection, which, as anybody that knows me, I'm an extremely intimate human being, mm-hmm. and I love connection. <laughs> and when it came to having to face that with one individual human being beside me, it's different mm-hmm. than, than intimacy and connection and groups and on the trail and doing all sure. of that stuff. It's just different. Um, sure. And because that's that trust piece, too. And so being able to go deep into that and, and say, okay, facing it for what it is, all right, I need to look at this again. Yeah. And, and damn it, I want to, because I want, I am so ready and want to have that human being, that man next to me, where I can have that intimate, loving connection relationship who wants to like live life to the fullest with all the stuff that I got going on and bring them in beside me. Right. Mm -hmm. Not above me, not below me, but beside me and be like, yes, amen. Let's do this. Right. And I also knew I had to face that again. Right. And you know, that was not easy. No, (laughs) it happened in the Canyon. It It actually happened in the Canyon. And it was just like, Oh my gosh. Well, and it Here isn't easy, right? It's not easy, but I I'm mean, so glad that I didn't just brush it under the rug. Sure. Cuz I again wanted to break that pattern. Yeah. Yeah. I I was so ready to break that pattern. I was like, I, okay, Sarah, enough. Mm-hmm. Enough of this. Enough of this. This is like well, listen, in my face. Well, what you're saying really is that you were so ready. I was so ready. You were so, ready to face so that ready. pattern. Mm-hmm. And I do think that's an important distinction, right? I mean, we've talked about this, and I'm so sorry that that had to happen to you in order for mm-hmm. that to be. Thank you. For that lesson, for for anything. I, I'm so sorry. And I also want to share that experience you just had. Thank you for sharing that because I think it's really important that people hear that you can face your darkness and that it, you can be okay. Absolutely. Yeah. But it is also okay if you're not ready to face your darkness. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I had this um really funny, there's this really, really, really dark reader. I love his writing, Augustine Burroughs, and he talks, mm-hmm. I think we've talked about yeah, him. Yeah. He talks about how if you're he was put in a mental institute and facing some darkness, like depression. And he talks about in his depression, um, he had this therapist or somebody, I can't remember, but tell him, think positive thoughts. And he was basically like, no. <laughs> and like, no. no. And I'm, that's not where I am. And how can you tell me that that's just what it takes to heal this? And I think that that's an important piece because depending on what your story is, like who knows where, when, depending on where you are, where you were, let's say, that you could have faced what you faced in the canyon that day, you couldn't have faced it any earlier because that canyon that day was where you needed, right? So if you're not ready to face your darkness, that that's okay, that it's doesn't mean 
anything's wrong with you. It doesn't mean that you're doing things wrong, right? That you might need a little support. It might sound like you could use some support. You That's a, for you to decide. But if you are ready, if you want to heal those dark, dark pieces, it's not as darkness. There's a lot you know, there's trust you talked about, but there's a lot of other things wrapped up in that. There was a lot of stuff wrapped up in of that. Of course and there is. It's funny because, um, it's, it's in, not funny, it's interesting because when I talked to Laura, the director of the film, about this, she's like, well, I didn't, there, it's the new things just keep coming up. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And and um, it's not that I forget about them. It's sure. not that at all. It's, I think, in and for many trauma survivors, yeah. we also... We don't we don't always um, see the the depth of the trauma. Right. We do. It's it's so. For me, it was like okay. At seventeen, I'm getting ready to go to college, and so that and that was my ultimate thing. Like I'm having this child. I'm going to college. I'm getting a job, and I'm getting doing a five year program in four years, mm-hmm. and that's it. Like I was so hyper focused at that time in my life mm-hmm. that. And then my hyper-focus just became Mm -hmm. a way of living. Sure. And then I meet David, right? And so then, yay, now I don't have to even look at it because I fell in love, like, literally with this man who I knew at that time in my life was was going to be the human being that I wanted to be with. Sure. And it's so fascinating, though, because now looking back, I had this revelation just recently. I was like, you know, that was really messed up what I went through. Mm And I, I, that was just, that was even bigger than what my 17-year-old brain could wrap its head around. Of course. Right. There's a lot more to it, though, too, which is, I don't, I haven't shared with you, but there mm. was so many pieces, mm. so many, pe- there were so many betrayals that I went through that, including, you know, my, my son having already a foster home ready for him. And when I gave birth and I didn't even know it. And then I had to make that phone call to the foster care family and say, you're not taking him. I'm taking him home. And them saying, really? Because we've got a crib set up here. I had no idea. We didn't, we, didn't, we didn't know that you were taking him home. And so it was like the layer of betrayal yeah. and betrayal and betrayal and betrayal and betrayal. And so now at 40, you know, 40, in my 40s, having to face all that and saying, also giving myself grace yeah. as a 17-year-old yes. and saying, girl, it's okay. You did what you knew you how to do. You did what you knew how to do back then. And yay, because this 40-year-old, 40-something-year-old woman is telling you, you're good. Yeah, now like, you're, you're good. You're yeah. good. I mean, I think that's really important to claim, like, you did what you knew how to do. There's that's okay, right? And so did everybody else in my life. And so did everybody else in my life. And so when people then want to start pointing fingers around me, that's when I put my hands up and I say, Well, time out, time out. Everybody in my family and everybody in my who I knew, including the community that didn't know how to handle it, everybody was doing the best that they could back then. Mm -hmm. That was a long time ago. That was 1991, you know, in a small farming community. (laughs) People were doing the best that they could back there. And so, you know, not pointing fingers and passing judgment because would they handle it the same way today? Hell no. And we all know that. We all know that. And so that's where the forgiveness piece also steps in. It's like, I'm releasing that. And so, and I, and I'm releasing everything that that poor 17 year old girl had to go through so she can now step into something in her 40s. Yes, absolutely. I think the word that you chose to say was so important is grace. 
Yes. Because, I mean, you actually would hear me, this is very different, but you'd hear me coming out of the canyon. I was asking the universe, I was asking the canyon to treat me with grace and ease every step of the way. And that was a little mantra, a prayer that I set. But that word is so important, that word grace, because I do, I think that you and everybody were doing the best that you could. And it's, so that's, that's kind of comes back to you'll receive what you need in breath work. And when you lay down in this practice and in this tool, when you lay down to work with me, you're going to receive what it is that you may need, which might not be what we want. So it might be some of those things that you are now ready to heal, right? You are now ready to face, which might be some of the darkness from 17. Maybe you've, you've moved through it and that's beautiful too. It's like, it's a, it's treating yourself with grace and ease around that whole, the whole, your whole healing experience. I mean, in your life, that would be amazing. Treat yourself with grace and ease, but definitely when you go to lay down to breathe or when you go to lay down and do healing work, because you really, you're only doing, you're doing the best that you can. Yeah. And if you know that you could be doing better, that's okay too. You've now just claimed that, awakened to do that. And now that's possible. Right. And so it's like that. It's kind of that push and pull in that space of allowing that, allowing that to be enough. Just the awakening, the awareness of that. Right. You're amazing. I love you. I literally am sitting here like looking across at her and just like, God, I'm so blessed. I feel so much gratitude. So much gratitude. Like the people in my life, I just so much gratitude. I feel the same. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's incredible. Yes, a thousand percent everything that you said. Yeah. Uh-huh, yes. Mirror, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it is. I mean, I also will share that um, my mom, when she was healing from a trauma as well, it was breath work, absolutely. But she also found um, a singing class. Like, my That's mom awesome. found this choir that she sang in and loved, and she did for years. And it provided her the healing that I was receiving from breath work. And, right, I mean, like, that was her tool. That's why I also, if she said some days that she didn't want to lay down to breathe because she didn't want to face her darkness. And I understand that. I understand that that's not always possible. I understand that it's not it's not always what's right either. I do also believe in the divine timing of it all. So if you step into breath work, if you walk into the, then there is some, there's something that's there for you. There's a reason that you're there. And so we might as well go and do it and see if we can, you know, if we can help, if we can heal, if we can open, if we can step forward, if we can free, right. We might as well see if that freeing of that wild heart is right there and ready to happen. When you walk through that door, the divine timing of it all is you're there you're there for a reason, so we might as well go in and see what's possible. Yeah, that's incredible. It's incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Is yes. there anything else that you want to talk about? Like looking at my notes, I actually think we covered like all the things we talked about wanting to cover. I mean, I really, I do, actually, you know what? Yes, you said something um, that I loved. You said finding yourself the right teacher because yes. I, 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 we are not, not every individual is going to be right for every individual in the world. Yeah. So finding your teachers, your people, um, if you want to try this work and you look at my website and it doesn't feel good, email me, I'll send you people. Same goes for, I'm sure for Sarah, same goes for in any other field. Absolutely. But if you're new to healing work in general, um, I mean, absolutely send me a note. I'd be happy to, to, to provide resources and guidance and support because I do think that finding the teachers and, and doing your research on teachers, seeing, you know, where they there's also a lot of people, unfortunately, that don't have 
all of the right trainings or tools. So doing your research on teachers and making sure you resonate and someone feels really good to you um, before, you know, diving in deep. I'm going to be honest, I didn't do any of that when I (laughs) stepped forward with any of my teachers and it all worked out okay. They were all right. But I also now, looking back, I see that and I take that really seriously now. Um, But I I think that it's important for people to find people that resonate for you um, and to not let one person deter you from, from a healing modality because there is so much there to unearth and there's so much there to support and there's so many great people out there. Yeah, I agree. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. I know I just jumped in too. Yeah. That's kind of how I work sometimes though. Me too. <laughs> I'm just like that this feels good. Let's go. That's what I do. I, <laughs> it's like intuition telling me to go to this yeah. mountain. Right. Sounds great. See you later. <laughs> But I might cry all the way there. And it's like, is this intuition? Nope, this is fear. I'm still going to cry. <laughs> cool, cool. We got it. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. We got it. <laughs> right. As I practice, as I preach something I didn't practice, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. That's why you preach it now. <laughs> because, because you also know. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you know you and you know other people. So and true. so it's I'm the same way. So I'm the exact same way. So I, I do the exact same thing. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So we will be doing, we'll be leading actually, uh, you'll be coming to the Grand Canyon with us in January. She says with slight fear in her eyes. Just No, I do not. And then again in July. (laughs) So if if you, (laughs) we were just high-fiving. I know you guys didn't see that, but I'm sure that you felt it. Yeah. Uh, So it's like, the energy just virtual goes. high fives yep. virtual high fives <laughs> um so if you uh if if this um sounds anything if you are even remotely interested in this please reach out jump on a call with us and um we will be more than happy and we'd love to contact or to get in touch with all of you and and just just have a conversation mm-hmm. and see if this is the right thing because mm-hmm. that's the other thing we don't i don't bring people on retreats unless i also know that it's the right thing sure. for them and for, you know, for everybody. It's mainly for them, obviously, mm-hmm. right? Like, you want to make sure that this is what they need mm-hmm. and want and are ready to actually access. So. Yeah. Uh, let's also dispel something that I, I'm glad you said that too, Sarah, because we did get some of these questions the last time we did this. Um, I just want to dispel the idea that you have to be a meditator. Oh, Not, gosh. Right? No. And yeah, like, no. To come to this, to come to anything that we do... You don't have to have any experience with meditation. Uh, you don't even have to know if, if you like meditation. That's fine. Just know that meditation is all the different forms. Breathwork is one. There's a few others that we do in the canyon, a few others that I do in my Wild Hearts retreats. You don't have to know anything no. about meditation in order to step into this work. So I'm going on a yoga retreat in February, Ooh. and I don't do yoga. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yes, that is. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. So, and and truthfully, that's why I'm doing it too. Yeah. Because I I've you know I'm not I don't practice I I do my own type of like you know movement and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but and when it comes to an actual like yoga practice, I don't. And I and I've always wanted to. Mm-hmm. You guys, that's actually been one of my greatest fears because. Mm-hmm. I'm not very flexible. I, you know, that whole like athlete body and I want to become more flexible and I Mm. want to actually be able to access 
um, a different kind of a different kind of healing. Sure. And so I signed up for a yoga retreat I in Costa Rica. It. I love it. So because <laughs> why not? Yeah. And um, and even my kids, my boys were like yoga. <laughs> I'm like, I know. You're not Isn't a yogi. Great? You're not a yogi. I'm like, uh, exactly. No. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So that's my point though, is, um, is, is, is access the things that you have never tried because mm-hmm. you also, that's where we access our learning and our growth and our healing and all the things that we also want in life. Yeah. Like that's where we really go deep yeah. and, um, and, and have fun along the way. Yeah. We find who we are. So. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe I'm going to be like the best yoga person. You probably are. I, I yes. You probably okay. are. I'm standing on top of that mountain and changing that perspective. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about it. Good. I'm really excited about Good. it. Good. Like, I'll, you know, I'll let you know how that goes. Keep us posted in the show notes, please. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Update. I did. Update. <laughs> Y'all should try this. Yeah. So yes, so you very in, in very good point there. Yeah, very well, it's, I just there. think it's important too because I hear that is probably the biggest myth of meditation is that I can't do meditation. So then people just like skip right over the section of the book or skip right over that you know podcast or whatever. Yeah, and it really is it's it's a myth. I mean, it is just that it's a myth. The whole purpose of any meditation is to practice self compassion. Yeah, is to get connected with yourself. Um, and if you're berating yourself for, for being bad at it, right, that's that's right. That's like the exact opposite. So I like to dispel that because it doesn't matter. You can say you're bad at it. Don't do it. All of those wonderful myths. Just fine to say. And you'll still be great at even stepping into the work in any way, shape or form. Somebody said to, somebody said to me recently, you dispel the motion the, the, you dispel the notion that uh, nature and meditation and all the things are for hippies. Oh, I was like, that's I was like, good. I was like, wait, what? I, I probably don't. So you bringing me on probably doesn't know <laughs> that. I was laughing. I was like, wait, but what? But I see that. Right? Yeah. And they said, they said, well, I just was like, man, I'm going to go back to like the 60s. And it's just like this whole like granola. And I'm not really granola. I'm like really like, you know, nice, neatly ironed shirts and all the things. And <laughs> so like I didn't know. I love it. I didn't know that like this was for me too. And I, was like, I love like, that. Yes. This is. Is for of you course, too. This is for you too. I love and that. And I was like, "Do I? Look, I mean, like, do I give? I mean, no, they were like, no, not at all. That's the point. And I was like, well, I'm glad. Thank you. Like, That's like it's really for funny. anybody. See, but that is a belief. Yes. It is a belief. It really is. It really is. And it's really, honestly, the number one thing that I hear when people ask me what I do or hear your breathwork meditation coach. I can't meditate. And it's like this, it's this interesting line that we draw. And so to me, it's just, you might as well, that's fine. If it's not for you, that's totally, totally cool. fine. But if, if you think it's not for you, I do just challenge you to, to invite yourself to try it somehow, yeah. reach out, ask a question, you know, to try it and to see if maybe, just maybe that's limiting belief. Right. Don't, don't, don't stop the possibilities or, or pass the judgment before you try it. Yeah. It, look, it's the exact same thing when I'm hiking, you know, five days in on a trail and I'm carrying a pack and they come across the blonde haired chick, you know, Mm. in like, like alone with my niece or whoever. Mm. And I mean, I've had plenty of judgments on 
like, whoa, are you lost? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I've been asked all sorts of stuff. Wow. <laughs> Who's guiding you? And I'm like, whoa. I'm the guide. I'm the guide. <laughs> like, yes. Interesting. And, and I, I used to get a little bit, I used to get a little bit like sure. I could feel it coming up. Like, seriously? And now I just sit back and I kind of smile and I laugh and I'm like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I that's for your that's um, for you to hold yeah that's not for you exactly not, not interested gonna, not gonna change the world I'm just gonna change me well and funny the one time I did actually look at them I said well we're guiding ourselves," mm-hmm. and they were like oh and I said well who's guiding you and sure enough they had a guide and I was like great that's awesome yeah. because you know that you need one because I guide people right because right? I guide people and so and I knew in that moment like they were passing judgment on me because mm-hmm. they have one themselves mm-hmm. and so I was like wait a second time out so then I offered him up gave him my card and said the next time that you want to go into the canyon I'm there for you perfect <laughs> response perfect response if you'd like to hike one of the gnarliest hikes you've ever been on in your life I guide you <laughs> <laughs> mic drop <laughs> she means gnarly like amazing oh Not yeah gnarly. <laughs> sorry I'm a SoCal girl for life <laughs> she's I'm born and raised in LA I do mean gnarly like good gnarly good gnarly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. good gnarly yes <laughs> I get to like just, just because just I'm from the, I mean, yeah because I am from the fair. Midwest. Fair. So anyhow, fair, fair, yeah. Oh gosh. Okay, so I have fun. loved this. You are amazing. I can't wait to do more of this with you. We have years, lifetimes ahead together. Yeah, so. Yay! So wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And I will uh, drop all of Jenna's um, information in the show notes. Please make sure that you... Would you like to also just share, like, how can they find you? Oh, sure, yeah. You can uh, follow me on Instagram. That's definitely the channel I'm most active on, which is my name, Jenna, J-E-N-N-A-M, the letter M for Michelle, Jenna M. Reese, R-E-I-S-S. Yeah. Uh, That's the best channel. I'm also on Facebook as Jenna Reese Healing. Awesome. And your website is my name, Jenna Reese, J-E-N-N-A-R-E-I-S-S dot com. Yeah. Just Jenna dot com. Yeah. And uh, again, I'll put it all in the show notes at the bottom as well. And reach out, DM us, let us know if you're interested in one of the canyon trips and keep your eyes wide open because there's a lot of really cool stuff coming ahead. Yes, Just saying. All right. Thanks to all of you for being here. And uh, we will um, be in, we will see you, see you again soon. Yeah. Bye. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Friends, thank you for listening to the Live Boldly podcast. I am grateful to have you here, and I would love to invite you over to sarahschultoncrans.com to grab my free seven steps to a joy-filled life. I share these seven steps from my own heart, soul, and experience. These steps transformed my own life from victim to survivor. Also, please, let's all be a ripple effect of change in today's world. I ask of you to please share this podcast with others that may need to be inspired or who need to hear from others going through where they are right now. To grow this podcast, please leave an iTunes review, go to my Instagram or Facebook page, and let me know what you think. I love hearing from each and one of you. I love sharing your thoughts, messages, and inspiring words. Because we are not alone in this world, friends. Let's keep the ripple moving. It begins with each one of us. I love you and have a great remainder of your day. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death 
in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.